Right, so this morning, Daf Lamedes, 39a. So this Daf is a list of the things with which we can be Yotze, the mitzvah of Moror with. What vegetables work for, for Moror on Pesach? That's what the Daf deals with. Um, but hidden in the depths of the Daf, we can understand the essence of what it is to be Jewish. That's what this. That's what this daf holds in it, and it's a. It's a great example of a daf you kind of rush through because it's just pretty boring, kind of. And yet, if you stop uh, anywhere, but but we'll stop at a particular place and we'll see uh, what we're able to extract and understand from that, as on every daf of Gemara. Um, Ravina Ashkechel Rav Achabreiderova. Ravina and and Rav Achabreiderova were friends. Uh, Rav Achab was the son of Rova, and Ravina was a Talmud of Rova. So you can imagine they used to learn together in yeshiva with with the Rav Achab's father, Rova. Um, and Ravina found Rav Achabreiderova to have a mahader amarisa. He was looking for a good, healthy moral before Pesach. Now there he was at the supermarket. Trying to find the most bitter moro that that he that he could find. Amalei, my datech de meririn tfei. What are you looking for? The the most bitter moro that you can find. Now we've all come across people, and we've been that person ourselves, who find great heroism in making the moro as as strong as it can, and we feel like such like like such heroes when we manage to put down the kazayas of this incredibly powerful moral. He says, what's with, what, what's with you? What are you looking for? You, you're going around the supermarket looking at all these vegetables, trying to find the most, the, the strongest of moral. If you look at the Mishnah, it lists them in order of preference. These are the vegetables that you can be with on Pesach. The first one on the list is chazeres, lettuce. The last one in the list is moral, chrein. What are you looking for? Go with the first one on the list. That's the, that's the best one. Says Rashi, We've got lettuce at the top of the list, so use lettuce. We think lettuce is a kind of a bedievit, like, okay, you use lettuce for the weaklings. No, lettuce is moral. That's what you use. And Rabbi Yoshaya said, the mitzvah is with, is with lettuce. What is chazeris, if you're not sure? Chaso. Chazeris is lettuce, it's chaso. My chaso? What is chaso? Now that's a strange question. We've just said, what is chazeris? Chazeris is chaso. What is chaso? Chaso is chazeris. What, what is the Gemara asking? So this links to our share yesterday. The difference between the reason for something and, and the purpose of something. The why and the what for. So why do we use chazeres? Because, or why is it called chazeres? Whatever. But, but my chasa, what does chasa really mean? The chas rachmon Chasa from, comes from the word chas, chesed, kindness, empathy. And lettuce reminds us that the Rebbe Shalom has kindness and chesed with us. That's what lettuce is. Rashi says an amazing thing. My chasa, my time at Karinen le chasa, why is lettuce called chasa? Bishum de zechiru de chas rachman alan, 
because it reminds us that Hashem is concerned about us. Alma lahachi kaima. So you see from there, that's the purpose of lettuce. So yeah, the reason for lettuce is because it has vitamin B and all sorts of good things, and it's, uh, it's a good roughage. That's the reason for it. But the purpose of lettuce is that when you eat lettuce, you should think of the Rebbein Shem is chas on us. He has mercy on us. Why was Mitzrayim like Moror? It's like the experience of eating lettuce. You start off eating lettuce and it's, it's sweet on the, the first places where you eat it. And as you get more and more into the lettuce, it gets more bitter. It's the transition of taste that's important, not one specific taste. You know, it's like the Mivinim, the, the real people understand wine. It's not the taste you get at the first, when you first put the sip. It's the after effect. If you keep the wine in your mouth for a while and you breathe some air over the wine, you feel the, the, the transformation. You feel the change of taste to taste to taste. And the whiskey lovers understand that too. It's the movement. It's the complexity of taste. Lettuce has a complexity of taste. It starts with, with a sweeter taste and then it becomes... It becomes a little heavier and a little bit more bitter. That transition is what's important. Because what's important to remember is that when things are good, they won't necessarily stay good. Sometimes things start off good and then they get difficult. And we should never take sweetness for granted. Never take the good times for granted. Always know that in every good time, there's chas v'sholem, the seed for a bad time. And, and enjoy the good time and make, try and make the good time last. And be mispalel, thank the Rebbeinu That's why we've got Hidor, appreciate good times, because by, the more you appreciate, the longer something lasts. The moment you stop appreciating, it's, it stops. And the Bnei Israel took those good times for granted in the beginning of Mitzrayim. And they, if anything, they complained already a little, bit of, a little bit about it. We've got to be careful not to complain in good times. Because if we complain in good times, good times get bad times. That's what lettuce teaches us. Every time we eat lettuce. But today's matmon is not about lettuce. Today's matmon is about what it is to be a Jew. What does that mean? So you can tell a lot about a culture through its imagery. How do you relate to imagery? Because in life there's a lot of imagery. One thing leads you to think about something else. If you just find yourself during the day, you find your mind wandering. One thing's triggering another thing, triggering another thing, and all of a sudden your mind is somewhere else altogether. That's imagery. Things are triggering your, triggering your thinking. What differentiates cultures is the doorway to experience. How, what is your, how do you come, go into an experience? What is life experience? And, and what is imagery? What is your entry point to imagery? And the Gemara teaches us a Jew's entry point to the experience of life is meaning. And that's not with everybody. Some people have an entry point into life is essential experience. What does it feel like? And that's the entry point. And, and imagery is about feeling. They look at something and, and how does it feel? What does it taste like? What is, it, what is the touch? What, is, what are the senses? And some people, what does it look like? The beauty, the aesthetic. And the Jew is, what does it mean? What does it mean to me? What does it mean? And that doesn't mean that, that the Jew is only meaning and doesn't have sensory and doesn't have aesthetics. We do. Everybody has all three. But what's your entry point? When you look at a beautiful lettuce in the market, 
some people look at the lettuce and they imagine what they can cook with it and what it will taste like and what it feels like. That's how they relate to the lettuce. Some people look at the lettuce and they just see beauty. It's such a perfect beauty and they enjoy the beauty. And some people look at lettuce and they say, Chasa, the Rebbeinu Shalom cares about us. This is Chasa. And in Loshan HaKodesh, in Hebrew, you can get meaning from the word. The names of things mean something. You talk about a shulchan. You come in, and we use the word in, it's so beautiful living in Israel. We're using these philosophic concepts every moment of language, because every word is a philosophy. Think of a shulchan. Here's the shulchan, a table. You think of a shulchan. You think of a shulchan in the base of Mikdash. You think of a lechem aponim. Immediately your mind goes into a holy place. You think of a kisei. Bring me a chair. Kisa, you just say the word. What do you think of? Kisa kavod, Hashem's throne. You're thinking of Hashem. You're thinking of majesty. You're thinking of a throne. Every time you use the word, that's what it is to be Jewish. We're constantly experiencing life through the gateway of meaning. And these are the three sons of Noach. Yefes experiences life through the appearance, through the aesthetic. Shcham experiences the life through the, life through the feeling, the sensation, the warmth. And shame experiences life. What does shame mean? It means a noun. Through the names of things, what things are called, the philosophy, the meaning of things. That's how shame experiences the world. That's how we experience the world. Again, it doesn't mean we don't have the aesthetics and we don't have the feeling. It just means that our gateway is through the, is through the gateway of, of, of meaning. And that's what this, when we get to the simonim, what, what the simonim mean on, uh, that they use on, at, at, on Rosh Hashanah, for example, we'll, we'll see similar ideas. But here with chasa, that's why it's lettuce. And look how people miss the point. So if to think that it's got to be chrein, that's because you think you're a ben, uh, a ben cham. It's, it's got to be about the feeling, about the taste. Not for a Jew. For a Jew, it's about the meaning. And the meaning is in the name. And it's called chasa. And that's why it's important to us. That's how we access the world. We access the world through meaning. It's interesting that the... Um, I often tell the story of how... The, I, I, only once in life have I been seriously depressed. Seriously depressed. Only lasted for a few hours, but seriously depressed. was when I was a young, a young man, and, and my doctor told me that my flat feet are there forever. Nothing I can do about them. I have flat feet, and I can make it more comfortable, but can't change it. And I said, so what's the meaning? So what's, what's the consequence of that? He says, well, you can never join the Royal School of Ballet. It's not a possibility for you. And I was in depression. Like, that was the first time I was ever told there's something I can't do no matter what. Uh, and I was talking to my wife about it a few years ago. And she, and she said, and I think what she said applies to the Jewish people. She said, some people are grounded. They stand on the earth. But the letters of the Torah are suspended. They're not grounded. We're about connection. We're not about grounding. Jews are not grounded. And that's why they win Nobel Prizes, because they're not grounded. That's why they're innovative, because they're not grounded. They're suspended. They're connected to the Rebunisham. It's like these electric trains that have a, a connection to the, the, you know, if you lose the connection to the cable on top, the train stops. That's a yid. You lose the connection to the top. We're suspended from the line in the Torah. We're not standing on the bottom of the line. And that's why our access to life experience is through the meaning of life, not through the feeling of life, 
um, or through the beauty of life. Yes, we appreciate the beauty. And yes, we experience the, 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 we feel the feeling just as everybody feels the meaning. But our main access, our gateway to life experience, everything we do all day is about the meaning. What does this mean? What does the word mean? What does the idea mean? What does the concept mean? And when we talk about a person being in learning, about, we talk about a Talmud Chochum, we talk about a person being in learning, it doesn't mean just that he spends an hour a day learning. That's not what being in learning is. And it doesn't mean he spends 10 hours a day in learning. It means everything he does is about learning. Every moment of his life is about learning, about appreciating, about understanding the concept. Because that's how we're able to access the divine. We're able to access HaKadosh Baruch Hu in everything we experience in life. That's the, that's the blat about moro, about vegetables. Can you imagine what, what's waiting for us still in Shas?